Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard Podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, head to our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Got some readers who are going to come and share our passage today. We've been going through James. Um, so that is the three people who've got Bible passages to read. Can I ask you up here? Is that okay? Elson, Elliot, Taya, Amelia, Susanna, you are a little bit later. Susanna stood in for someone else today, so she's new to this and doing brilliantly. Right, okay. So, Taya, I think you're first, then Elliot, then Amelia. Um, take it away, James chapter 4. James chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And when you ask, you don't get it because your moves are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. James chapter 4, verses 4 to 6. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Bible reading 3, verses 7 to 10. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your heart, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honour. Thank you so much. Well done. Didn't they do well? Give a clap if you like. Love to honour it when someone does brilliantly. Okay, brilliant. So we've been doing uh, James in this uh, church over the summer. We'll do that for a few more weeks. We're in chapter four. And today, James has been writing to a church that he is upset with. He's upset with them for a few reasons. If you've stuck with us through this series, you'll know that. Um, But the thing he's talking to them about today is conflict. They are fighting with each other. And they're fighting with each other over stuff and position and who's the best, okay? Now, I know not all of you have been on a summer holiday because not all of you have children, but if you remember back to when you were on summer holidays with your parents and siblings and cousins, do you remember such fights occurring in your families? No killings, though. We have not, we've not had a killing yet. Thank you, Jeff, for clarifying. Um, so, yeah, it's easy to do, isn't it? And this is what's happening in this church, because church is a bit like that kind of family. They're arguing and fighting with each other. They have a problem, they need something, or they think they do, they want something. But instead of asking God for it, they're fighting with each other and trying to push each other down and get it off each other. And then, when they do remember to ask God and they pray, they only do it because they want something for themselves, for their own pleasure. And so God isn't answering their prayers. Now, who has seen an advert this week for something? You've seen an advert maybe for like a toy or a face cream or a new car. I get a lot of adverts for f- sustainable shoes for some reason. I know what that's about. Everyone's seen an advert? Okay. So if you've seen an advert, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up if you needed the thing in the advert. Did you need it when you saw the advert? Interesting. None of us needed it, did we? 
Okay, because that's what adverts are for. They're to make you want things you don't need, so you buy extra stuff, right? And that is what the devil would like. That's what James talks about. This world that we live in, it wants us to keep being discontent and wanting more and buying more stuff and getting more for ourselves. And actually, God opposes that. Now, God opposes that because he knows that getting everything we want, especially at the expense of other people, it spoils us, doesn't it? It doesn't make us kind people, especially when we're getting it off of others. God has something different and more freeing for us. And so we have this choice. The church that James is writing to has this choice. We have it as well. There are two ways that we can live, okay? We can live wanting what we don't have, wanting what we don't need. We can live being jealous of what other people have rather than content with our own stuff. We can fight to get our way rather than building up other people. And what James is saying is actually God would like you to live a bit differently. That God loves you. He wants to give you what you need. You don't need to worry about that. Now, James isn't saying, okay, we do need to be careful. James isn't saying that all prayer that isn't answered is because you're greedy. Okay, we would never say that to someone who's been praying for something for a while. What he's saying is, this church, there's loads of conflict. They're fighting with each other because they are greedy and they just want stuff for their pleasure. That's why God's not giving it to them. Okay, does anyone know what pride is, being a proud person. Anyone got some ideas? Aiden, your hand was straight up there. Being proud of yourself, like if you've done a really good thing. Okay, that's, that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's what, quite what James is talking about here. Anyone else, anyone some pride things? Maybe some negative pride stuff. Anyone? Rue? What's that? Thinking you're the best. Okay, Taya, did you have something as well? That was the same. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyone else? Go on, Jane. Looking down at others. Ah, interesting. Okay. All those things I think are right. Have we got a Greek geek in the answer? Number one, uh, someone's got a Greek word. Grace, is that you? Have you got a Greek word for us? Okay, so there's, there's a few different words that get translated as pride in the Bible. Here's one of them. Your, your word two, you, oh sorry, whose word one? Is that Susanna? Excellent, there we go. We've practiced this excellently, haven't we guys? We've nailed it. You don't know how to pronounce it. Do you know what, that is true of all of us who don't speak Greek, it is fine. Um, do you want to, you just, just read it out as it comes and we'll all be with you. Pride in English is hy, 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 hyperphanios. Hyperphanios, very good. It means thinking of yourself as more shiny, brilliant, or more important than, than, than you really are. Excellent. That is absolutely right. Well done. And that's probably the hardest word I've ever made someone read up here. Good job. Anyone know the crab's name? Tematoa. That's right. I'm not going to sing it because no one needs that. It's from Moana. <laughs> Come and see me afterwards. So Tematoa is this crab. He has a huge shell covered in gold and treasure. Okay, and he's done that through his life because it makes him feel like he's a better being, like he's safe and brilliant and shiny and worth more than everyone else, doesn't it? Actually, he does that because of fear. Did you know that? He does that because of fear. Fear of being outshone by other people, of not being the best. Fear, maybe, of being hurt or rejected by other people. How many of us, when we want stuff, it's because of those same reasons. And in the movie, his shininess, it blinds him to what's happening right under his nose. 
Okay, he loses his greatest treasure, he loses a battle, he loses two possible meals, and he does that all to a little girl who can trick him because he's blinded by his pride. Anyone happy to uh, say that they've met someone a bit like that? My husband laughed there. Um, Anyone happy to say that's them? It's me sometimes. Don't worry, okay? God has a solution. That's what James is writing. He's not just writing to tell these guys off. He's writing because he has a solution. And we're going to do an illustration in a minute using a balloon to help us know what this is. Can anyone do me a proud pose? What do you do if I said a proud person? Very nice. That's right. There's a great picture. 1 Corinthians 5.2. Paul talks about a different church that's puffed up with pride, which literally means full of useless wind. Okay? Make of that what you will. So to demonstrate this, I've got a balloon. Okay? It's got my name on it because this would be puffing myself up, making myself better and shinier and prouder. Okay, so what would I say? What might I say about myself? I might say, do you know what? I am excellent at speaking in front of people. I'm just the best. There I go. And I might say, "Mm, well, I even had a wash this morning and I think I look quite nice. In fact, I think I look amazing. Much better than any of those people I can see out there in church. And I might say, well, I have an excellent sense of dress and I think I am dressed the best of anyone else in church as well. And then I might say, I know I'm not in the band, but I have an excellent singing voice. In fact, I think I was one of the best singing voices, if not the best singing voice in the entirety of the worship song. What am I full of? Useless wind. I'm full of myself. Is it true? No. Some of it, I, I, it's not, some of it might not be fun. You might not be like, well, I'm not I'm, you know, terribly ugly and horribly dressed and doing a terrible job of speaking. It's not, we don't have to be really negative. But what I've built myself up with is some untruths that actually, how did you all feel about that if I was saying that to you? Angry and upset. Because I've had to make you less to make me more. And so if we're all doing that, we're filling ourselves up with useless wind, puffing ourselves up with pride, and it's at the expense of other people, isn't it? So what do you think God wants to do to the balloon, the puffed, windy balloon of Becky? He wants to let it go, make it squeak. Okay, do you know what he doesn't want to do is pop it. He doesn't want to break you and make it impossible for you to be full again and just a squashy, horrible, useless thing. That's not God's way. He is gentle and kind. He does want to deflate you, but it's because he wants to fill you with something else. Okay. Shall we let it? Shall we let it go? All right, you make you make it squeak. Go on. Okay, you, you carry on doing that off the microphone. Um, okay, nice and quick run. Show me my humble balloon. So we can let ourselves get puffed up with our incredibleness. God. God will kindly tell us the truth. He might tell us the truth just internally. He might tell it by someone much obviously better walking into our lives and humbling us, bringing us down a bit. He might stop us getting what we want when we ask. Thank you. (laughs) He wants to let us down gently, maybe not so gently. 
James has a suggestion to stop getting puffed up on an alternative. Do you know what the opposite to pride is? Anyone know? Humility. That's absolutely right, Anne. He says that they should be humble. So James has some specific ideas about what it means to be humble. We can read them in the passage. You might have picked them up. He he says that we're in need of grace. That means when we're humble. When we're submitted to God's will and we think his ideas are better. When we're resisting the devil, that desire within us and within the world to puff ourselves up and get more for ourselves, to desire things just for what we want, that's humility when we say no to that. To come close to God. And that thing of laughter into mourning, that thing where we think everything's all right because it's all right for us, when we open our eyes and look around at the struggles other people are having and actually realize we've been in conflict and saying sorry about it. So, should I tell you a story about when I did a silly, proud thing? Yes, okay. I was 11 and I wanted to impress some friends I was with. So I told my dad's friend that I could definitely, definitely row a boat, okay, that I was really good. Um, And so he lent me his small blow-up boat and I went out on the canal uh, in a blow-up dinghy. Now, actually, I'd read Swallows and Amazons and I'd seen someone row on TV. So I thought it'd be fine. Um, It's actually quite difficult And I just started going round and round in circles, which would have been okay, except that a rather large and rather fast boat was coming on the other side right at me. And I remember, even even now as I'm telling you, I remember the front of this huge boat blaring its horn at me and coming down on me really quickly. And I could not get out of the way. I did not know what I was doing. Luckily, okay, my dad is a quick thinker and a dab hand with a pole. So he pushed me out of the way of this oncoming boat. And actually, after I'd calmed down, because I was really panicky, he spent the next couple of days teaching me how to row. He went out with me every day, and he showed me how to do it properly. And guess what? I'm the best rower. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Um, But I'm, I'm not. But being out on the water is now one of my favorite things to do for rest, because that's what my dad taught me. So God is really similar, isn't he? The world can be really scary, and there can be a tendency to pretend we know what we're doing. Fake it till we make it, right? That's what our culture tells us. Actually, with God, we can be honest. We can say, I'm not good at this. I need some help. And God, like a dad or a good friend, you have if you ask. When we come humbly, we ask him to fix us up, and he does. So God's promise, he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That's his promise, that he wants to fill us with something better. Grace, you are my second Greek geek. We're going to learn one more word today. And it might surprise you. Are you ready, Grace? Greek geek word to spirit, pneuma in Greek. It's closely related to the Greek word for breath or wind. Interesting. So when James says you want to be full of the Spirit, what he says to his congregation is you're not going to be puffed up. Um, What he's saying is that being humble is choosing to let God fill you up with his Spirit. For God to puff you with who you really are and how he wants you, rather than just a lot of hot air from your own self. Okay, And actually we see this Jesus breathes on his disciples. Do you remember that after he comes back from the dead, he says, receive the Holy Spirit and breathes on them. And Jesus wants to breathe on all of us and bring us a life that doesn't have conflict in it, that isn't fueled by fear of not having enough. He wants us to have a spirit-filled life of contentment where it's his breath inside us, not our own. 
Jeff, can I borrow you for a second? So I wonder if any of you could you blow up the balloon, please? Not that Jeff is God, he's just not me while I'm talking to you. So I wonder if any of you feel like that. I wonder if you are aware that there are places or spaces, even like starting a new term or a new job that some of you have, or just this new autumn, where actually you need the filling of the Holy Spirit to help you. Look at that. It's bigger than when I did it. Is that lung capacity or is that a wonderful metaphor for the power of God? We just don't know. That's great. But I think God wants to come now and fill us with the Holy Spirit and give us a refreshing and a moment with him. So I wonder, would you stand with me? God can obviously fill you with the Spirit when you're sitting down. He's very good at that. You can do it when you're lying in bed as well. But as we stand up, we just say, come Holy Spirit and fill us up. If you're aware there's places you need to give to him, to be humbled in, or if you know there's places you feel like a flat balloon and you need God to come and be with you, should we do that now? So let's open our hands. And just for t- we're going to do two minutes of quiet together. And we're just going to say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill us. So if you're just receiving something from God, keep doing that. If that's not you, have a look round. Because you can tell what's happening with people. So you can see if someone's just very quietly, their face is quiet. Maybe God's just giving them peace or strength. Some people have lifted their faces and hands up, like God's calling them into something new. Some people are kind of like feeling almost like a small child receiving a gift. What you can do is you can, if you see that in somebody, you can just put your hand out and just pray for what God's doing in them, okay? Just give it one more minute. We just pray for these people. So I'm going to invite the band to come back up. If you're just still meeting with God, please keep doing that. If there's someone that you came with and you can see God is on them, or someone close to you, you can lay a hand on them and keep praying for them. I think God is giving some of you even like, just a couple of you, like a real commissioning, a real something that he wants to say specifically in this moment to you. So if you're receiving from God, keep doing that. Um, if you'd like to, The band are going to lead us in another couple of songs. And then we've got a little bit of time to pray for our next season and share some artwork. It's actually that bit that James says about being friends of God. So this is the life God's calling us into. And I think I've got some artists of varying ages around who've done some work for us. So if you did a picture or a drawing or a collage or a stick man on your way in of being a friend of God, can I invite you to the front? Is that all right? Excellent. Hello, hello. Amazing. Come on down, come on down. Wonderful. Okay, if you line up here, send so hold them up so everyone can see them. So James talks about being friends with the world, being enmity with God. So we get to choose how we live. 
And actually living in closeness to God gives us this freedom and this trust in what we need. Can you tell me? Oh, hello. All right. Do you want to tell us about your, your, your picture of being friends with God? This is me going for a walk with God in the trees. Um, because I love trees and I love autumn and I love the change of seasons. And it's always a time, whatever the change of season, where I feel worship comes easily. And Esther drew purple because it's her favourite colour. This is a picture of me and Jesus reading by the beach because I love reading and I love the beach. Uh, this is a picture of me swimming with Jesus. I think I'm teaching him how to swim, but, but not really. No, 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 this is, this is Ventnor Beach. I don't think it looks anything like Ventnor either, but it's meant to illustrate it. I put the father as a tree, the son holding me up and helping me um, to get apples from the father of the tree and the Holy Spirit as a dove, and I was surrounded by nature. Jesus is doing like all my favorite things with me, like everything that I love to do, and he's always there with me. And like, I feel like he does like, you know, everything with me. I, I did um, some balloons because Jesus puts my worries in the balloons and makes them float away. Uh, actually, because I like craft, so I combine. I don't draw that much, so I draw this, but because I make like craft out of scratch, so I combine it. So because God, uh, in, since I was born and up to now, God is my best friend. Here, I like going to the, to the garden and also walking with God all the way from, since I was born and up to now, all the way to the, you know, along the road as I pass, you know, here in the earth. Here in earth. So God is my best friend. These represent some of the tougher stuff of life. So they're dark threads. And I just took two tiny little yellow ones to represent God just walking with me through some of the darker things. The disappointments, times of not being perhaps very well or being fearful or anxious. And you might not be able to see it at the back, but the yellow stands out really quite well, doesn't it? So it's outnumbered by the dark, actually, sometimes, in it, the way it feels, but it's, but it's God with me in the dark stuff. Wow, sounds like we gave you a task, and you came up A++. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to all go take a seat? Thank you. So this is exactly what I love what these guys have done, because they've done it said exactly what God invites us to do in the Bible which is that he wants to walk with us. He wants to be with us all the time. He wants to do our favorite stuff with us. He wants to rescue us from fear and worry. And he wants to hang out with us. And so James reminds his readers that that's what he's already doing. And that's what they can draw on when they do need something and when they do want to ask. So we call this Sunday New Season Sunday because we recognize it's a bit of a turning point in the year for many of us. You might be going to a new class or a new school. You might be starting a new job or you started one in the last few months. Or maybe it's just fresh duvet time when you get the thick one out because it's cold. Anyone's done that this week? Maybe something big is happening. We've got some new houses, some promotions, some babies coming in this congregation, this family. 
And actually, some of us won't have anything like that happening, but are really praying that something would, was really something that we'd really need, that we'd love to have happen, that we're praying for. Now, the fun thing about being church family together is that we get to pray for each other and stand with each other on this stuff. So we'd love to spend some time praying to God, our friend, for what we'd love to see him do. So I think Ben and some... I'll tell you what, you guys. You do take some of these and hand them around to people. Annabelle is going to come give me a hand as well. And if people need pens, we have pens. Amazing. So take a balloon... I'll pass those out to people. Thanks, Catherine. And then there's Ollie. There's a board. When you're ready, there's a board here that we can do. So one of the things that we prayed for this time last year in this church was that we'd become a more diverse community. We're quite a white church. We have been historically. That's not true anymore. We have friends here from all over the world, living in Birmingham, living close to us, coming to church here. Um, and we're so, so grateful for that. So that's one thing. We also prayed um, we've prayed for people to be able to get a new house when they've desperately needed somewhere to stay, and they've got one, to get a new job when they really needed one, and they've had that. And so we're just celebrating some prayers from last year that God has said yes to and given. And obviously there are still some things that we're praying for, some health things, some people that we're praying for that we've carried on praying. So when you've got your balloon, we're going to give you a couple of minutes, and if we can just have a little background music, is that Okay. Just to give people a couple of minutes, you can write or you can draw what you'd love God to do in this season. And then we're going to have a little space to stick them up and pray for each other as well. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. We'd love to welcome you to one of our gatherings. We meet in multiple locations at multiple times on Sundays, as well as in midweek small groups across the city. More information on all of these can be found at our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and God bless.